What's up, Radiate Church? Man, thank you so much for jumping in with us today uh, as we get started in week three of our Define the Line series here uh, at Radiate. We're so excited that you took some time to be with us today. What an amazing day already it has been. What an amazing series uh, this has been. This has been so good. And uh, hey, let's do something real quick. I, I always, whenever we meet live and, and, and we're in person, I like to do a little greeting moment. So why don't you take a minute, put a little high five emoji out there in the comments and high five some people around you. Just say welcome. Uh, hey, welcome to the stream, whatever it is. Just put your little high five emoji out there. We can do digital greeting time just like we can uh, in person. And uh, I just want you to know I'm so glad uh, that you guys are with us today and, and in this series. So, so far in this series, we've talked about uh, what it means to be a contributor and not a consumer. Uh, we've talked about what it means to, um, uh, to be different, to be a purple cow, to, to, to stand out from the crowd and make a difference. And today I want to jump right in since we've greeted everybody, we've thrown our emojis up. I want to jump right into Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. It's going to be a familiar story. No matter what your uh, uh, involvement in church has been your entire life, Genesis chapter 6. And we're going to read quite a few verses, but I'm going to read them out of the Bible, and I hope you have your Bible with you uh, that you can read. Genesis 6, we're going to go chap uh, verses 13 through 22. Let's read this together. It says this, uh, Then God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence because of them. And behold, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. I lost my place. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits. Its breadth, 50 cubits its height 30 cubits you shall make a window for the ark and finish it to a cubit from the top and set the door of the ark in the side of it you shall make it with lower second and third decks behold i i even i am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all earth in which is the breath of life from under heaven everything that is on the earth shall perish verse 18 but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark, and you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and, and female. Of the birds of their kind and of the animals after their kind, of every creeping thing of the ground after its kind, kind of wish you'd have left snakes off, if I'm going to be quite honest with you. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. As for you, take for yourself some of all the food, which is edible, and gather it to yourself, and it shall be for food for you and for them. And then verse 22, Thus Noah did according to all that God had commanded him, so he did. Let's pray real quick. Lord, take these words, set them deep in our hearts and our spirits today. Let them change us. Let them motivate us towards change and towards building your kingdom on earth. Make us better sons and daughters of God. Make us better citizens of the kingdom. And let us just make a difference everywhere we go in your name. Amen. So today I want to talk to you about this. Uh, you can title the message this, Build It Up. 
I want to talk to you about building things. I want to talk to you about what that looks like. Now, I, um, my son, I've, I've used this before, but my son <clears throat> and I, we both love Legos. Legos are great, man. They're, they're a blast. You know, you can build something without putting a, too much effort into it. And, and here's the thing. Every Legos box that we buy, right, it has a desired picture for what it looks like. Now, that, but they put that picture on the box to get you to buy it because they want you to be a part of something greater than what you can do by yourself. They want you to see, hey, this is what you can do, right? But the great thing is, is when you open the box of Legos, uh, not only is there a picture of your desired destination on there, but there's an instruction booklet. And the instruction booklet tells you, step by step, uh, what you're supposed to do. Like, for instance, on step 17, this is what I should be doing. This is what it should look like. I should be putting these pieces together. There should I should have two of that piece, two of that piece, put them in these places so that it looks like that so I can get to the desired destination. Many of us, here's the thing, many of us want in life to get to the desired destination God has for us, but we don't really want to learn how to build something. We just want it to happen. We don't really want to put in the work. We don't really want to put in the effort, the time, the energy, we don't want to study God's word. We don't want to pray. We don't want to worship unless we feel like it. But we want the desired result. And I'm here to tell you something. God is giving us instructions. God's giving us architecture. God's giving us all these things that we can do to build something great. I'm here to tell you, at Radiate Church, God has called us to change a city. God has changed us to call uh, to change counties. God has called us to impact lives. God has called us to release chains of bondage. God has called us to change minds of, of victim mentalities and so many. God has called us to make a difference in this county, in Kershaw County, and beyond. God has called us to impact people for the kingdom of God. God has called us to do some great things, to change cities and towns, to feed the hungry, to clothe the poor, to love the unlovable. God has called us to do all these things. However, hear me. And when God wants to do something in the earth, he does it through someone. You can't forget that. It's important to understand we have to define the line. Are we going to be consumers or contributors? It's important to know how different that we have been created to be and that God has empowered us to be. But it's equally as important to understand that you don't get to the end result, to the desired destination, simply by hoping something happens. It doesn't work that way. We are called to build something great. We are called to change things in this world. We are called to build God's kingdom everywhere we go. See, here at Radiate Church, we have a great call. We're here to do things. We're here to change a county for the kingdom of God. And this isn't the only county we're called to change. This isn't the only county we're called to reach. And everyone that we reach and everyone that we're called to, we understand that there's a few things that we're going to do. We're going to do great Sunday services. We're going to do life groups. That's how we do life. That's how we connect. That's how we love one another. That's how we, 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 we get in relationship with one another. We're going to do outreaches. We're going we're gonna to go out and we're going to meet people where they are and we're going to change their lives and we're going to pray and believe God to do big things. Those are the four things we're going to do. So hear me, if all we do, if you're hearing this today and you're part of Radiate Church, if all you do is gather with us, but you're not a part of the group, a group and you haven't served in an outreach and you're not praying with us about things, can I tell you, you're only 25% of what God's called us to be a part of. I want, we, he wants, I want, we want to be 100% into what God's calling us to build. Let's, let's get into groups. Let's get into outreaches and on teams. 
Let's, let's pray and believe God to do great things. That's what it looks like to be involved. We have to decide consumer or contributor. We have to understand we're different. And then we have to understand that we're called to be, to be builders. And so today I want to talk to you about what does it mean to build something? How can we build something significant for the kingdom of God? How can we build something that's going to make an impact everywhere we go? And I, I've got three things out of Genesis chapter 6 that there's so much meat in this, in this Sunday school story that we often just breeze past. But I just want to dig into three things today. So take your notebooks out, write down some notes, write down some things, because I'm here to tell you, hear me, some of you, what's going to happen during this message, <clears throat> and it, it may have already began to happen, is the Spirit of God is going to begin to turn some things in you. And you're going to go, all right, it's time for me to commit to building and being a part of something greater and doing my part, carrying my tool and doing what I've got to do to build God's kingdom and to build his church on earth as it is in heaven. And so I want to talk to you about those three things. The first one, <clears throat> the first thought is this. First thing we have to learn to do is we have to learn how to build it the right way. We have to learn how to build it the right way. Don't, please notice, I didn't say just build it. No, no, no. We have to build it the right way. Let's look at some scriptures real quick to back this up. In Genesis 15 and 16, it says this. <clears throat> this is how you shall make it. God is giving Noah specific instructions. He says, this is how you make it. This is what you do. This is how. And then he goes on. The length of the ark, 300 cubits. Its breadth, 50 cubits. And its height, 30 cubits. Then watch. You shall make. Again, here's what you do. The specific thing. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it to a cubit from the top and set the door of the ark and the side of it. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. Here's what's being said. God's looking at Noah and he's saying, Hey, I'm about to rid the earth of humankind. I'm about to change everything. Here is the specific instructions that I need. you shall make. This is how you shall do it, whatever it looks like. In other words, God's giving Noah the instruction manual. He's saying, hey, here it is. Here's what you do. Here's how it happens. And in instructions, many of us are praying and asking God to change our problems. God, tell me how to fix my problems. Give me instructions on how to get out of debt. Give me instructions on how to keep people from being mad at me. Keep me give me instructions on how to be a viral sensation on social media. Give me instructions on how to fix my issues. And God's not trying to give anybody instructions on how to fix an issue. He's trying to give people instructions on how to build something that makes an impact. See, here's the thing. God wants you out of your problems. God wants to help you through it. But God doesn't waste forward movement. And so if getting you out of your problems still never gets you to a place of making something of significant kingdom impact, what is the benefit? So some of us are waiting on instructions from God to get us out of our current situation when God's trying to get us, give us instructions to build something of significant impact. But we have to build it the right way. Not my way. Not your way. Not what the media says. Not what social media says. Not what you know, politicians and governments. What does God say we need to do? 
God literally looked at Noah and said, here is how you build the ark. You do it to this specification, this exact measurement, these exact things, this exact way. And if you just read the story, you miss that because that's boring. Here's the truth. The truth of the matter is instructions are boring. Instructions are boring. These things right here, they're not fun. But if I follow them, then I get to a desired destination that I've been hoping to get to anyway. In fact, the book of Proverbs tells me that I am to incline my ear to his instruction and fools, I talked about it last week, fools walk away from his instruction. Think about that. He's giving a specific, what is God telling you to do? You know, maybe you're praying over, God, I want to be this kind of parent and to my kids. Maybe I want to be this kind of wife and husband. Hear me, those prayers are great, but what is he telling you to do? And some of us, we don't know because we don't pick this up until it's time for Sunday mornings. Come on, don't get offended, let's just be real. Some of us, the only time this busts open is whenever we open it up and go, God, show me what I need to know today, and we hope that we, by chance, land on the verse that's going to change our life today. Some of us, the only time we open it up is when the preacher gets up, the pastor stands up and says, let's turn to Genesis chapter 6 today. Hear me. The instructions are here. This isn't a history book. This is a book of love letters and instructions on how to live and make a difference in this world. Many of us, I'm going to say it again, are waiting on God to give us instructions how to fix our problems, and God's trying to give us instructions on how to build something that significantly impacts the world. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. We have to learn to build it the right way. God is not looking for bystanders. God's looking for builders. Please hear me. God's not looking for bystanders. God's not looking for people to stand on the sidelines and watch everybody else put towards the effort. God's not looking for people that critique everybody else's ways. God's looking for someone that's going to carry a hammer. God's looking for someone that's going to saw a board. God's looking for someone that's going to put mortar between the bricks. God's looking for someone that's going to build something that's going to last for decades, that's going to impact people for the kingdom of God, that's going to impact generations of people. God's not looking for people that are bystanders that are going to walk away when it gets hard. God is looking for people that are going to sweat and carry a rag to wipe it off their brow. God is looking for people that are going to carry the heavy weight. God is looking for people that are going to give when they don't know how to give. God is looking for people that are going to pray when they don't know what to pray. God is looking for people that are going to forgive when they've been hurt. God is looking for someone that is going to build his kingdom on the earth and not people that are going to be bystanders. God's looking for people that he can trust to build something great. So we have to, number one, if we're going to build something of some significance, we have to learn how to build it the right way. The second thing we have to learn is we have to learn to trust the architect. Trust the architect. Check this out. Genesis chapter 6, verse 18. It says, But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark, 
you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. Now, check this out. This, this is interesting to me. As I was reading this uh, one day, uh, I think it was a couple years ago, this, this, this really stuck out to me, that God gave the instructions before he ever gave the promise. He told Noah what to do. He told him, hey, this is how you're going to do this. This is how it's supposed to look. This is the instructions that you need to follow. And then he gave him the promise. Why? Because maybe God wanted to make sure that Noah was in love with his heart, not his hand. Hear me. I think there's a lot of people that love his hand because God can do so many amazing things, but we're not in love with his heart. See, his hand is the promise. His hand is the covenant with you. His hand is what he's going to provide, but his heart is who he is. His heart is just his very character. His heart is his very being. If I love his hand more than his heart, then I don't really love him. I just love what he can give. And see, here's the thing. Maybe we're in this thing to where we are seeking God's hand more than we're seeking his heart. If we're listening for the instructions in order to find the promise, then we're not really trusting God. And many of us, myself included at times, we're waiting on God to prove himself so we can trust him. But God's waiting on us to trust him so he can prove himself. See, there, there's an amount of trust and faith that takes place whenever we listen to the instructions and begin following the instructions before we ever start cashing in on the promise. You follow what I'm saying today? There's something that happens whenever I hear the instructions that he has for my life and I'm so committed to who he is and the love that he has. I'm so committed to his cause and his kingdom that I trust him before he ever tells me the reward on the other side. I think it's interesting that he gives the instructions and then he gives the pro But I will establish my covenant with you. This is after he gets the instructions. Now, here's the thing. In, in, in this whole thing, I have to, this is what the Lego architect tells me I'm going to get at the end of this journey. This is what the Lego architect tells me this bag and this bag and, and these stickers and this thing right here. This is what the Lego architect tells me it's going to look like. The Lego architect says, hey, if you take these 100 pieces right here, and you put them together in the right order, this is what you're going to get. This is what's going to happen. You'll be able to put it on your desk. If you're a child, you'll be able to play with it. If you're not a child and you're an adult, you'll be able to play with it. Like Whatever it is, you'll be able to play with it because this is what it is. But I have to trust the architect to put the pieces together the way he says in order to get to the end result. The sad thing is many of us will trust the Lego architect more than we will the architect of the world. We'll trust the man at Legos to tell us, this is what we're going to get. Oh, okay, I believe that. I trust that. Like, I get that. So I'm going to do that because I trust that you know what you're doing. And many times God says, hey, I just need you to go pray for that person. Oh, God, you may have created the world, but you don't know what you're doing here. I don't think that's right. Hey, I need you to be generous in this moment. Uh, oh, God, I don't know about that. Like, I know you, you say that you own the, the hills and the thousand hills and all the cattle on a thousand hills, and that means that you have all the, the you, your, your economy is better and, and like all this, and you can give and you can do all this and you can supply. And I know, God, hey, hey, God, I know you tell me to give my 10%. 
consistently and, and that you'll protect what we have, provide what we need and open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing we can't contain as we do that and we're faithful. I know that, God, but, and I know that you said that, but I don't trust that. God, I know that you said if I, if I love you and I love others, then we'll figure out the rest, but I don't believe that, so I'm going to figure out the rest, and I'm going to live in anxiety and fear and stress all the days of my life trying to figure out my own life because I don't think you can. Like, hear me today. I know some of this is hitting hard, but if we're going to be builders, we got to get trained up, and we got to do this thing, and we got to get, I can't trust this more than I trust this. I've got to come to a place in my life to where not only do I begin building it the right way, but I trust the architect. I'm not asking God, prove yourself so I can trust you, but I'm leaning in and going, God, I trust you so you can prove yourself. It's a massive difference in the way that we see this thing. We have to trust the architect. I think it's interesting that if you skip on down to Genesis chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark, you and all your household. And then it says this, for you alone I have seen to be righteous before me in this time. What did he do to be seen as righteous? What did Noah do to be seen as righteous by himself alone in this time by God that God would look at him and go, now I'm fulfilling the promise. Here's what he did. He built it the right way and he trusted the architect. So now God goes, all right, your obedience has caused me to be obligated to my promise. You're obedient. Listen, when we do what God instructs us to do with our lives, with our church, with our families, with our hearts, then He comes through every single time. There's something God cannot do. God cannot lie. And so when He promises something, He comes through. So we have to build it the right way. We have to trust the architect. And then we have to... Go to number three, which is we have to work for it. Sorry, it's already there. We have to work for it. Work for it. Now, this is the one that gets people in trouble sometimes. Let's, let's skip over to Genesis chapter 6, verse 22. It says this, Thus Noah did, according to all that God had commanded him, so he did. Some of us need to underline and highlight that in our Bibles today. Thus Noah did, so he did according to all that God had commanded. Please get this. Noah did not hear the instructions. Noah did not trust God and then sit back under a tree with a rock pillow and a blanket of banana leaves over him going, I really hope something happens. I really hope this boat shows up. God said it would. God said there'd be a boat. God said there'd be a flood. God said there'd be a boat that I'd be able to put my family into and we'd be safe. I mean, after all, he found me as the one that he trusted with it. I'm going to sit back and wait for it to happen. No, Noah said, here's what God told me to do. Now I'm going to get these huge logs and these huge pieces of wood. I'm going to find this pitch and this tar, and I'm going to put it all over the side. I'm going to cut the windows out. I'm going to cut the uh, doors out. I'm going to go find all these animals. I'm going to load them on there. I'm going to get my family. I'm going to load them on there, and we're going to see the rewards. Noah had to work to see the ark come to fruition. It's much like this. We have the instructions. We have the end result that the architect's telling us to look at. And now, we got the pieces. But the pieces are nothing more than a bag of junk. Nothing more than a bag of junk. A bag of pieces. A bag of potential. Until I open the bag, 
I pull the pieces out, and I start placing them one by one. Somebody's got to put stuff together in order to get to the end result. Come on, somebody. I'm tired of watching people in this world say, God told me this is what's going to happen in my life, so I'm just sitting back and waiting. No, you pray like it depends on God because it does, and you work like it depends on you. Mark Batterson talks about that in The Circle Maker so much. Here's my point. We can't just look at God and go, tell me what to do. Okay, that sounds good. Boom, miraculously make it happen. No, we got to get out and we got to go reach people. We can't say that we want people to know Jesus and never tell them about him. We can't say that we want to build something and never work for it. We can't say that God's building a church that's going to change counties. God's building a church that's going to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, that's going to love the unlovable, that's going to uh, uh, take chains of bondage off of people. We can't say that we're sending people into freedom with Christ if we don't go out and reach them. We got to learn to work for this thing. We got to learn to get to a place to where I'll go get the boards. I'll go get the tar. I'll cut the windows. I don't care if I know how to do it. I'll go Google the doggone thing until I figure it out. God's not looking for bystanders. He's looking for builders. Come on, somebody put some praise hands up in the, in the chat right now because I know some of you, God's turning something and you're going, it's time to build, it's time to build, it's time to build. You got the instructions, you got the motivation, you're learning to trust me, now let's get out. Go find the trees, go start building the ark because I got something for you. Let's build this thing. Let's do something great. Let's make a difference in this world. My mentor, Pastor Daniel Floyd, he made this statement years ago to me, and it has never left me. I've said it many times at Radiate Church, and I'm saying it again because I believe God's calling people right now through this camera. You may not even live in South Carolina, and God's asking you to help build what he's doing right here in Elgin, South Carolina. I believe that in order to see the miraculous, we must be willing to do the ridiculous. What is the ridiculous. Sometimes it's generosity. Sometimes it's joining a group. Sometimes it's joining a team in the middle of a pandemic. Sometimes it's praying. Sometimes it's reaching out. I don't know, but here's what I know. Stop feeling the pull of the ridiculous and sitting on our couch and not doing anything. Let's get out and let's think and build something. Let's watch God change the world. Let's watch God change a county through this church. Let's watch, watch God change lives through this church because he is. Did you know there's, th there's people, thousands of people every week that watch this? Did you know that there's people that are giving their lives to Jesus every week through this? Did you know that we're out there and we've given thousands of meals to hungry kids and hungry families during a pandemic? Did you know that every month we give we give money to other churches to go out and do ministry. We give money to ministries in Israel overseas in order to reach people for the kingdom of God. Did you know any of that? Because we are builders here at Radiate Church. We are not bystanders waiting on somebody else to make something happen. Come on, somebody. You better shout in your house today. I want to I take you real quick. I want to take you real quick to Ezekiel. If you go to the book of Ezekiel, about chapter 40 or so, Ezekiel has this vision. And in this vision, 
God is showing him, an angel of the Lord is showing him what uh, the temple of the Lord is supposed to look like. And he's, he's much like the ark. He's measuring it out to these specific things. And he's walking him through. And it's chapter after chapter of just boring details of what the temple supposed like that the color of the drapes are supposed to be this, the doorway is supposed to be this wide, this here, this there. Like it's just crazy, right? And then you get to a chapter in the book of Ezekiel, and it says that Ezekiel, the angel walks Ezekiel into a room, and it says that he saw the train of the Lord, and it says the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Why is that important? The glory of the Lord filled the temple simply because it was being built to his specifications. It's not being built to his opinion. It's not even being built to his religious belief system. It's not being built to what he thinks is going to serve him. It's not being built by the songs that he likes and the prayers that he wants to see. No, it is being built to the specifications of the Lord. Build it the right way. Trust the architect. Work for it, and the glory of the Lord will fill the temple because that is God. Excuses, excuses, are reasons you give yourself for not making progress. Excuses are reasons you give yourself for not making progress. Motivation is reasons that you give yourself for making a difference. Can I just tell you this? Stop making excuses. Today, when we, when we, when we define the line and decide that we're going to be consumers. When we define the line and decide we're going to be con uh, uh, contributors, not consumers, we're, we're, going to, we're going to pick our side of the line. We're going to fight for the Lord. We're going to fight for the kingdom. When we decide that, then we start to look different. We become a purple cow. We look different in the world. We become different than everybody else. And then God's looking and saying, I'm, I'm glad. Now you're different. Now you've chosen your side. Now let's build something. So don't just wait on everybody else. Don't build your kingdom. Don't build your opinion. Commit to what God's got for you. And I'm just telling you today, God's doing something special here at this church. God's doing something special at churches all across this nation. God's doing something special in the middle of a national pan in, a, in, a, in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. I know some of you, when you hear pandemic, you're like, "Oh, conspiracy theory." Get out of the victim mentality, and just understand that there's stuff going on. And whether it's no matter your belief on it, there's things going on in the world. God's doing something great in the middle of it. God's gonna do something great in the middle of it, and we can build something with Him. Or we can stand by and hope somebody else does. And God's asking us every single day to be a part of a move of God. So I got two prayers today. The first one is this. The first one is there's a group of people that I truly, truly believe. You're, you're getting the instructions. You're getting the instructions on this. You're, you're, you're trusting the architect. You're, you're going to work for it and put the pieces together. And there's people that God has twisted just a little bit in you today and you're ready to be a builder you're ready to carry whatever weight you got to carry you're ready to jump in on some next steps you're ready to get involved and let's build something let's do something hey this isn't just for people that meet physically here this is all across this nation somebody can get involved to be a builder for what God's doing and then the second one is there's some people that you know your first step 
is to build it the right way by giving your life to Jesus. And I'm going to pray with you, and I'm going to give you that opportunity today. But right now, if you're in, 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 in this stream, if you're watching this video, I just want to pray with you. If God has tweaked something in you, the Spirit is turning something in you and motivating you to, let's build, let's build, let's build, let's build. Let's get in the Word and trust His instruction. Let's trust His heart and not just His hand, and let's, let's give Him all we have and work for it. If, if that's you, I want to pray with you today because I believe that today is the day you stop feeling the tug and sitting there. Today you feel the tug and you start moving. Lord, right now, I pray over every person that's in this stream. I pray for every person watching this today, listening to this on our podcast, whatever it looks like. God, I just pray right now in this moment that, God, your spirit would begin to motivate and internally push us to make a difference. Let us be builders, not bystanders. Let us build something for your kingdom. God, let us, let us build it the right way. Let us trust you. Let us trust the architect. And God, let us work for it. Let us stop just hoping something happens, but we go out and do our part to make it happen. God, ultimately, you're the only one that makes life change happen. But we will do what only we, 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 will do what only we can do so that you can do what only you can do. And God, we're grateful that you choose us. You want us to be a part of this journey of building something for the kingdom of God on this earth. Let us do it, and let us start now. And don't let us quit, but let us keep pushing. If you're out there today and, and you're ready to give your life to Jesus, you know that Jesus gave his life for you, that you could have eternal life and relationship with him. Would you just repeat this prayer after me today? Say, Dear Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for dying on the cross to forgive me and love me like I've never been loved before. I want to be different. I want to walk with you. I want to live for you. And I want to build your kingdom. Thank you for making room for me in the family of God. In your name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, and the Bible tells me if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. There's some instructions that's going to come on the screen. Follow those instructions. We want to walk this journey with you. we got something that's going to help you out. Now, Radiate Church, Radiate Online, I need you to do something. We're about to go back into worship because we believe worship is a response to who God is. God's done something in this, in this message today. God's moved in people's lives. So let's, put our, let's get our lungs filled. Let's get our hearts filled. Let's begin to worship one more time before we leave today. Let's take our steps. Let's begin to build. And hey, let's go change the world. Love you guys.